Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're balancing life through health, wealth, business, and relationships. All right, hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're balancing life through health, wealth, business, and relationships. My name is Colton Cockrell. With me, I have my lovely co-host, Miss Trisha Stetzel. Trisha, what is going on? Hey, Colton. I'm super happy to be here. As everyone knows, the month of May brings some beautiful weather, right? Yeah. We're loving it. Although we're in Texas, it's probably really hot outside. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome everyone. This month on the show, as a reminder, we're focused on family and relationships. Today, we're going to be talking about relationships through a Christian perspective. And who better to talk about this than Mr. Cade Pierce, student and missions pastor at Bay Area Church. Cade, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, Cade, I'm glad you, I know you're about to ask this. And yes, today we do have a sponsor and it is Share McKinley Group, LLC. So thank you for uh, uh, for asking the question. Cade, we're going to jump in. We don't have you for too much time. I love the smile. My nose is bothering me like crazy. My voice is not the same. It's not the deep, booming, luscious <laughs> voice that you hear every Wednesday. But hey, it's I'm going to make it happen today. Cade, being a youth pastor, because specifically that's what we're kind of talking about, you know, you are battling culture, I feel like, all the time. I mean, you have all the, you know, social media, so much stuff uh, and trying to lead young men and women to, you know, follow the faith. That's very difficult to do. So uh, let me ask you this. What are obstacles that you see right now? Um, it really, I guess, in a, since you are a parent, you have two, uh, two little boys. What do you see the biggest obstacles are for kids um, that are, I guess, taking their attention away from, you know, not only family, but from God and, and other things like that? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I don't think it's new. Uh, I think it's packaged differently than it has been before, but I don't think the obstacle is new. Um, the obstacle for any teenager, for that matter, for any human is figuring out who they are. It's an identity issue. Who am I? Um, and what does that mean for my life? So in, in the teenage world now, you're finding that from social media platforms. You're finding that from friends. You're finding that from a number of different things. Um, and as I said before, as a friend has told to me, that's not a new obstacle. It's just a repackaged obstacle. It's packaged in a seven inch screen in their pocket and it's called their phone. Uh, and so that's, that's a major obstacle. Um, but it's not a new one. And that's, it's interesting that you described it that way too, Cade, because, um, you know, although it, it is a, a smaller screen and it's in your pocket, I feel like it's following us around everywhere. Right. And it really does, um, give us a sense of culture in our pocket if you will, what would be your best advice to parents out there that have teenagers to um, steer them maybe clear of finding culture in their pocket and finding culture with real people? (laughs) Yeah. So you have to monitor the phone in their pocket. So one of the pressures of parenting is, well, everybody's got one of these. So we got to give our kid one of these and every kid has one of these and they can use it at their will. So we should let our kid use it at their will. But if you, you got to give your kid guardrails with that kind of stuff. So in some ways, like handing them a phone and just saying, go for it is like putting a loaded gun in their pocket and saying, figure it out. It's not a good scenario. They need to learn how to use it. Um, And so it's not bad for them to have boundaries. Boundaries are good things. We, we are, underneath boundaries all the time. You drive on a road, you appreciate boundaries. They're called lanes. Uh, When there aren't lanes, chaos happens. So when there aren't boundaries, chaos happens. 
And so create boundaries with your kids, with their phone, uh, have moments where they put it away, where they can't take it out, where they turn it off, where they look a person in the eyes instead of somebody else on a digital screen in the eyes. Uh, that way they're being formed by real people in front of their face. And then that's, that's good information. So how important is that? You know, cause again, a lot of people, I see now a lot of people make friends on social media and that's really the, that's where the extent is. There's, there's no other contact in real, in real time. Cause everyone either, you know, they're, they don't want to go out cause of COVID that's kind of behind us now, but you know, there's just so many obstacles. So how important is it to have those relationships with real people? So whether it's the school outside of school, definitely with family members, instead of just like texting all the time and all that stuff, how important is it to be present? Yeah. So in the faith community, uh, God makes it pretty clear in the Bible that we're not meant to live alone. Uh, we are created for what would be called community and that community can't be satisfied digitally. It should be satisfied in reality. Um, virtually is not going to accomplish that in reality is where we accomplish that. So there's a, a book called Gen Z that Barna put out. It's this study. Um, and it talks about how social media actually gives this illusion of a community, but not actually the reality of community. So it overpromises and underdelivers is really the scenario, right? So it gives you this idea of presence and absence is what they call it. Um, but it doesn't actually deliver on what it promises. And so only real life in person, eye to eye relationships can accomplish that. So uh, it's vital. I mean, you really, really, we cannot live without it as people. Uh, yeah, Cade, how has 2020 or since 2020, the last couple of years where we really had to move into digital only world and now we're kind of moving back into being in, how has that changed what you're doing with the youth at the church? Um, it, to be honest, it's, it's not, it's not changed what I'm doing particularly. Um, we were, we, we had an online presence as, as a church anyway, we had an online presence as a student ministry on, on a social media platform, but we didn't like, we didn't live and die on that digital platform. And we're still not going to live and die on that digital platform. Like at the end of the day, we're going to encourage you to gather in person with the people of God. That's that, that is the preferred way to gather. Um, we have that option. It's available to you, but, uh, at the end of the day, we're going to resolve to the in-person gathering. It's so many kind of change. I mean, still kind of the same topic a little bit, but can you give some pointers? I know that right now, I feel like there's so many parents who just feel disconnected from their kids. Right. And we kind of touched on this a little bit, but can you give some tips or some ideas or thoughts, um, how families specifically parents can better connect with their kids? So uh, this is not new to me. I didn't come up with this idea, but like experts say, like eat around your dinner table together. Um, it's easy to eat on the go, right? Like everything's busy. We've got volleyball, this and soccer practice, that and whatever clubs, whatever. It's just a lot. I get it. Um, the more you can fight to sit around your table with your family, the better it will be for your child. You can look at the research on that. It's probably through the roof on how much, how beneficial that is to the family dynamic. Um, and then like connect with your kids where they want to connect. One of the mistakes that parents might make is they try to create connection between their kids and it might default to things that they like to do instead of what their kid likes to do. And so as a result, your teenager or your kid doesn't really care about what you're doing. So you as the parent have to figure out what is my kid like to do and how can I meet them there? And the way that I tell it to our parents and to our leaders here is, 
you don't have to love that thing that they're doing, but you and you step into that place because you love the kid that's doing that thing. So look, you don't have to like video games. You can be terrible at video games, but if your kid likes video games, play video games because you love your kid, not because you love video games. <laughs> I like that. And, and Trish, it's funny. Cause you know, that was it two weeks ago, Rachel mentioned the same thing about, you know, how important it is with her family to eat around the dinner table, how that's a big staple in their household. And that's eating no, no TV in the room. No, nothing. It's just conversation around the table while you're eating. Yeah. Put your phones away. Right. That's the rule. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people um, throughout the pandemic found that again, right? Where they were, they were cooking with their kids again. They were sitting at the table and having conversations. And I feel like now everyone's gone back to the old way, right? They're just not being intentional about spending time with their kiddos. So, Cade, what do you find is the most difficult thing? with the relationship building between the parents and I'm going to call them tweens, right? The tweens and the teenagers, because that's where I feel like uh, just from having a kiddo of my own, who's as old as Colton. Yeah, I know. I don't look that old, but um, that there's a space there, right? Where there's more disconnect as they get older, right? Uh, at the, at this age. So what, what's been the most difficult thing do you find um, talking with parents and the kids in that tween teenage space? Uh, I mean, I think in some ways you're identifying it even in your question. There is a natural gap that begins to be created relationally between parent and child. So I've got littles. I've got a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Uh, they still like being around mom and dad. You know, we're, we're fun people to them. Um, somewhere along the way, a relational wedge can be start to be put to between parent and kid. And some of that is like them trying to figure out who am I and what do I want to be about? And I've got these friends that I want to hang out with. And so some of that's not bad. Um, but what, so that's the challenge. And I think some of the solutions that is like, as a parent, it's a lot harder work to keep the relationship when they're a teenager. And so perhaps what happens with, with parents is they just resolve, this is too hard. And so I'm just going to kind of throw my hat in the ring and be done. They want to be with their friends. I'm not cool enough. And so I'm just going to step out. Uh, and you use the word earlier. It's going to require a lot of intentionality on your part. In some ways with littles, it's easy to live in their world because they want you in their world. Uh, when it comes to teenagers, you have to carve out time and create intentional time and block out time and all that kind of stuff. And it's hard, hard work to do that. Um, but it's, it's worthy work at the end of the day. Man, that's, that's a good word. And let me ask you this. So how, you know, we will, this is from a Christian perspective. So how important is, uh, is faith in, in young children growing up and, you know, experiencing life uh, and all the chaos that comes with being a, like Trisha said, tween and teenager. So from my perspective, it's the only way to deal with the chaos of life. Uh, there is like, it, it is the best answer to all of the chaos that we're looking at in the world uh, that, through the biblical worldview, we we see the answers to what it is that we're facing, where the solution is found. It's found in in Jesus. Um, I think otherwise, you kind of grasp at things or to try to figure out how do I make sense of the chaos that's around me. Not only like people say it like this, not only is the chaos outside of me, but the chaos is in me. Not only is the world the world broken out there, something is broken in here. Um, and it is only through Christianity. Uh, that we find a solution to both of those problems, the brokenness out there and the brokenness in here. 
And it's, it's, it's something that we, we need a connection, right? As humans, we need that connection. And whether, you know, you believe in one thing or another, it's always important to have those groups of people surrounding you, right? And they, they share the same values. So how do we get our kids to hang out with the right people? Right. Mm -hmm. They, right. Because we send them off to school, they get to hang out with whoever and make those choices. So how do we, how do we encourage them or create the space where they're choosing the right relationships? Yeah. So maybe a couple of things. One, you model it as a parent. What kind of people do you hang out with? What kind of people do you bring in your home? Um, they will, they will inevitably see that and they learn from that. So what, what are you showing them as you have friends in your house? Um, and then two, like give them space in your home to bring those friends over the kind of friends that you want to be in your house, give them space. Uh, don't make your home off limits to your kids, friends, uh, know them, see what they're about. Uh, that's going to be work on you. That's going to be inconvenient on you as a parent, but such as parenting, right? Uh, the, the, the alternative is not the better solution. Um, so be the house that people, people go to let your door be open to the kind of people you want them to be around. Yeah. Are you taking, are you taking notes, Colton? No, I know. I, I like that. That's, that's really, that's really good. <laughs> really good. Well, yeah, you know, so, I believe that you are the average of the five people that you hang around with most. Right. And if we're teaching our children that, I think that's an important lesson. You know, who do you want to be the average of? You want to be the average of these kids over here? Or do you want to be the average of these kids over here, right? The ones that are challenging you and making you do better things, uh, whether it's through sports or faith or building relationships, right? All of those things are so important. And sadly, as a teenager or tween, you're more geared toward the five who are the most popular, right? Instead of the five that are probably most health, that are healthiest to your, your growth and development. Yeah. So Kate, what, what do you have to say to that? I mean, is that, are you seeing that constantly um, in teenagers and tweens, just the battle of, you know, popularity or the battle of just finding space or finding belonging, even if it's in a toxic environment? Oh, I mean, I, yes, I think it's a teenage problem. I think it's a human problem. Uh, everybody's looking for a place to belong. Nobody wants to walk into a room and not know anyone. Um, it's, it's specifically noticed in teenage world because teenagers have a variety of insecurities, right? And, but I think it all goes back to what we talked about at the beginning is they're trying to figure out who they are. Um, and one of the ways that they figure out who they are is they find a group of people that will tell them who they are. Uh, or they find a group of people that will give them a label of who they are, right? I am popular. I am an athlete. I am a theater kid. I am fill in the blank. Um, their group becomes a label by which they gain an identity. That's really, yeah. that's and Trisha, we're right here on the 15 minute mark. So we're going to have to leave it at that. Cade, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, I think it's really good insight. I hope parents really understand not only the importance of really spending time with your kids. And, and even if it is inconvenient, like you said, um, hopefully they found some tips and some tricks to really make that work. And then also the, the aspect of faith. Uh, so Trish, you want to take us out? Yeah, absolutely. Kay, thank you so much for being with us today. And for our listeners, as usual, we'll have the contact information for Cade down below if you are interested in reaching out and learning more about the program uh, that he's responsible for at the church. 
So tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap. We'll be focused on, again, family and relationships for the month of May. Next week, we'll be talking with Regina Wagner. Thanks again for tuning into this week's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with the most important people in your life. Colton Cocker with Sherman McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207 Friendswood, Texas 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member Fin Recipient. Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.